a long, a long time ago. What? Uh, another comedy story. Everybody, another comedy, comedy story. A buddy of mine, Andy Beningo. Have you heard the name Andy Beningo? He's a buddy of mine, and he got to do a gig way out in Tucson, Arizona. The comedy club, I believe, is called Laughing, because of course it is. And uh, he was going to feature out there for uh, this comedian named Mike Malone. And uh, he asked me, he's like, hey, hey, do you want to come open, be the MC for the week? And now normally, I would have said, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Not because he was asking me to do it, but just because financially it doesn't make any sense for me to fly all the way from Grand Rapids, Michigan to Tucson, Arizona. I'm pretty sure there aren't uh, any direct flights from <laughs> Grand Rapids to Tucson. But my buddy Graham Van Baccarino was living there in Tucson at the time. And this is where things became incredibly convenient. Because Graham had space for us to stay at because not only was I not getting a room as a host Andy wasn't even getting any uh, getting a room as the feature act and I'm just like motherfucker the comedy's dumb as fuck but I'm like alright man let's do this shit so uh, I was like okay we, get, we got it we flew out I'm pretty sure I could be wrong it was a Wednesday through Saturday, right? So we flew in Wednesday. Uh, and if I remember correctly, Wednesday was an open mic show, right? Meaning it's just like local guys, new guys, uh, maybe more experienced guys working on material, whatever, right? And if I remember correctly, I had to host it. <laughs> Or they asked me to host it. Whatever. Whatever. And so I'm hosting it, and it's going okay. And at the very end, uh, this guy who had more credits to his name, uh, more definitely more experienced person, but I don't remember who it was. And at the time, I had no idea who this fucker was. But the club was pretty excited the guy was there. And the reason was he was the opener for Jerry Seinfeld on, on whatever tour Jerry was doing at the moment. I think they were coming in the following day and this guy just was in town early or some shit like that. So he came out and he did time. And they were all excited about it. Whatever. Whatever. I'll remember the week wasn't necessarily terribly memorable other than I remember the, the rooms the shows being really full and I'm just trying to think of the time of year I, I think it was summer maybe not I mean we're in Arizona so the weather's just hot as balls all the fucking time 
but I think it was summer. So in my brain, I'm like, oh, fuck, they are drawing well. Because here, at least in the Midwest, it can often be very difficult to get an audience because everybody wants to be outside and camping and they're on vacation or whatever the fuck. And a lot of people just aren't thinking about coming to the comedy club. But it was packed. Now, I have been told since that uh, the club papered the room. And when I say papered the room, it means they gave away a lot of tickets for free. Which I don't really give a fuck about. There's people in the seats. That's all you care. I'd rather perform in front of a, a crowd of 200 people who came in for free as opposed to like a table of four that paid. And trust me, everybody, I have performed for a table of four. And that's not always the, the most fun show. <laughs> Sometimes the problem is these people don't have any value invested in the show because like, yeah, I just... The tickets were for free. I don't give a fuck. And sometimes they can be chatty or they're not paying attention. You know, they're conversing with their friends or whatever instead. And that can be a problem. But I don't remember the shows being like that. I remember them being pretty well behaved and really good shows. And I really, uh, from what I remember, I had I had a good week. I felt good about it. It was fun working with Andy. I didn't. I knew Mike not super well. I got to talk to the club owner and the manager and all. And so part of it, too, the re part of the reason not only was it because, oh, well, I get to work with Andy and I get to go see Graham. But part of it was it's like auditioning for the club of like, you saw me for a full week. I would like to come back and, and feature, be the middle act. And even, I'm not going to lie, even coming back to feature would be fucking garbage for me. The, the pay maybe would have cost uh, the, the price of a, of a ticket. But it's always up to me to decide whether or not it's worth it for me to go do a show, to work a club or a room or whatever. You know, I, I get offers to go, hey, who can come do this or whatever? And then I'm like, do I want to travel five hours, six hours for $200? And more often than not, the answer is no, at least currently. And back in the day, I would have been all fucking about it. But now I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you and fuck your shitty pay, you dumb motherfucker. So I'm talking with the guy. Fuck, I can't even remember his name. God, what was his name? He's, he's been, he owned the club and managed this club for a very long time. He's one of these old school dudes. And he gave me one of the dumbest reasons why he wouldn't have me back. And the reason was, he said, well, we, you know, living in Tucson, being in Tucson, we generally only use L.A. and San Francisco comics. And I'm assuming it has something to do with Maybe there are direct flights from Tucson to L.A. and direct flights from San Francisco to Tucson or whatever. I don't really know. But in my brain, that's still dumb as fuck. Because you are now limiting your resource pool to just two particular cities. Now, admittedly, L.A. is just chock full of comedians. There's thousands of comedians in L.A. That doesn't mean that any of them are fucking good. It just means they're out there. So many people go to L.A. 
because they think they're funny and they're just fucking not. But they're like, well, I go out. It's like if you're a mountain climber and the very first mountain you ever want to climb is Mount Everest. Maybe you tone it down a little bit, Sparky. Maybe you fucking work on whatever local hill that's near you before you start doing bigger things. Well, whatever. So when he told me that, I just kind of laughed because I'm like, going, so then you're only telling me the funny people live in L.A. and San Francisco? I don't understand it. It should be you going, hey, this person is funny enough. Hey, we'd like you to come back and do it. Hey, we're going to pay you X amount of dollars. Would you like to do it? And then it would be up to me to go, hey, great, I'll see you. Or, hey, go fuck yourself. Your pay is garbage because the pay was garbage. I really don't understand why Andy did it. Uh, because if he, he, I don't think Andy was, I think he knew Graham, but I don't think he was friends with Graham. Uh, Graham, if you're listening, get a hold of me and tell me if you were friends with Andy Beningo. I think you guys were maybe aware of each other, but yeah, that's about it. So if it wasn't for me, Andy wouldn't even have had a fucking place to stay. And he would have spent the majority of his pay, well, he'd probably already spent the majority of his pay on a fucking flight. And then he'd have to spend more of his pay on a fucking hotel room. Just fucking dumb. Just dumb as shit. Yeah, that just kind of sucks. And that, you know, that's kind of like a regular thing in comedy of too many dumbasses thinking they know the right way to do stuff. And fuck, they'd probably tell me I'm a dumbass. Whatever. Maybe I am. Maybe I am a dumbass. But I remember part of it, too, was hanging out with Graham. I think Graham was just going to school at the time, so he had more free time than maybe if he was just working a job. He was going to nursing school. He was looking to buy an RV, if I remember correctly. Like, he just kind of wanted to travel around in the RV. Huh. Man, some of the shit's just come back to me right now. But I remember we did a couple things together. We went and saw the movie Dread. So if you know when the movie Dread came out, that's when I was down there. I fucking love that movie, Dread. It's great. It's on Amazon Prime right now. If you guys got Amazon Prime, go watch it. Carl Urban plays Dread. Futuristic, post, post-apocalyptic time. Dread is a judge, and they're kind of judge, jury, and executioner. All rolled into one. I really enjoyed that movie. It's a great movie, and... I remember we went out to uh, some, like, state park where you would go see, like, the big old uh, cactus. What are they called? Soare? Suaro? Savara? Corona? What the fuck are those cactus called? And I remember when we were out there, that was the first time I think I had seen a dude openly carry a pistola. Like, this guy was not... A ranger or anything. He was just some dude who had a fucking gun on his hip. And it made me go, what the fuck? And I'm looking at Grandma, like, what the fuck is this? And he's like, oh yeah, Arizona, we're open carry here. You know, you, is, you know, as long as you got a permit or whatever, you can carry a gun on your fucking belt. <laughs> like, what? We're at a state park. Why? What the fuck's going on here? You worried about like a rabid coyote coming to get us or some shit? Fucking weird. And then at the end of the week, uh, I think maybe Andy had this prepared. I I did not. I called an audible. Because <laughs> what Andy did is, um, 
Sunday and Monday, he wanted to uh, go to L.A. Now, I forget how far of a drive it is. Four hours, five hours. It's not super long, to be honest. And we drove from Tucson to L.A. Graham drove. He was like, all right, I'm fucking coming along, too. So we drove. And then thank God for Graham, because then we also had a place to stay. Like, Graham knew some chick out there. We crashed at her place. I mean, I just crashed on like a couch or something. It was, we were only there like two extra days, I believe. We flew out Monday night. I had to change my flight plans and everything, all very last minute, but whatever. And it was because Andy's goal at the time, I don't know what his goal is currently. I haven't talked to Andy in a real long time. But Andy's goal at the time was to get on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Jay was hosting at the time, and he was all about getting time on the show. And somehow, somewhere along the lines, um, he got to know, the, the I think it was the booker of the show, like the comedian booker. So he had arranged to actually go have a meal with this guy. And so we get we get into LA, I guess Sunday afternoon, and he um, he's gonna go have a meal. And I'll I'll say this: I was a little miffed that he did not invite me and Graham to go eat with them. Now I know he's just looking to pick the brain and network with this guy and whatever else. But I'm like, you can fucking do it with Graham and I sitting there. Graham and I can keep each other entertained while you two fucking idiots are talking about getting on a fucking late night talk show. But he didn't. (laughs) So he was eating at whatever restaurant while Graham and I went and fucking, God, we went to like a coffee shop, I think, or something that was kind of across the street. But then while we were doing stuff and we were trying to figure out what we could do. This was before smartphones, I think. So I'm not exactly remembering how we found out about like some shows. We went to some shows. And it's always weird when you're in a bigger city and you're catching like showcase shows or open mic shows because there will legitimately be bigger name comics who will hop on and it's always kind of interesting when you see that happen like I'm going to say a name and I know the majority of you are not going to know who the fuck this guy is but we went to two shows where Rich uh, Schneider was on and um, pretty big name in the comedy world I mean he's not in the general world not really but he was on Saturday Night Live for a couple seasons I mean Sadly, there were seasons of the show that really weren't that fucking good. But, and he was like living in England at the time, too. It was all very strange. And so when I saw him, I was like, I mean, I knew because I just know dumb shit. And I was like, why the fuck is this guy here? And so it was really interesting seeing him. We saw a show that Greg Proops was on and Hannibal Burris. It was kind of this weird sort of like improv show of like, they would give the guy, he would, the person would come on stage. And then they would give him a premise, and then he'd have, like, I don't know, five minutes of, like, working on a story and telling jokes about whatever the premise was. And some guys were were a lot better than other guys. I mean, and that is a skill, everybody, to to just kind of, like, be put on the spot and 
and talk about, okay, talk about astronauts. And they're like, oh, fuck, I got to talk about astronauts for five minutes and make it funny? I'm, I think the majority of us would have a hard time just struggling talking about astronauts without fucking cracking jokes. So I remember do, go, popping in and out of those shows. It was a lot of fun. It was a good time. Ultimately, uh, I, I look upon that time as fondly. Uh, I also look at it as it was a learning experience and I knew enough to not do shit like that again. To, I'm not going to waste my time, right? This was a dude who wasn't going to get, the owner of the club in Tucson, was not going to give me the time of day. Even though I fucking was there for four days uh, I'm not a pain in the ass. Uh, you know, I'm not demanding shit. I do my job. Hell, I fucking did more. Because as, as someone who is a seasoned and professional MC, like, I know some of the things that you need to say. And I know they're always like, hey, fucking, and the drink specials tonight. And don't forget to get two for one poppers. You know, or whatever. No, no one gives a shit, man. But you always want to talk about the website and the social media and who's coming next week, and whatever, and that wasn't anything they were wanting me to do, but I'm like, hey, you fucking want to talk about it. Hey, go check out their Facebook page. Go check out their webpage, laughintucson.com, or whatever the fuck it is, right? You just do it. You want people to be interested. You want people to come back. You want them to go, oh, fuck, next week, uh, Hosey Fatsy is coming. Oh, I love Hosey Fatsy. Whatever. And uh, I never went back. <laughs> never went back. Now, Graham would t would always, you know, feed feed me stories about the the dude being a piece of shit and all that. And I'm like, yeah! Because I think, and maybe Graham, I'm talking out of turn if you're listening to this, I think Graham got banned from the club, if I remember correctly. Because Graham started an open mic, or he worked a show, or I I, I don't know, he did, he did something, and the club was like, yeah, you can't be here anymore, whatever. Yeah. Places are always fucking territorial, and it's always just dumb as shit. You shouldn't be territorial, right? Like, if there's a competitor on the other side of town, and you're just having, like, an open mic show, you shouldn't tell your comedians that you can only work your room and not the other room. You want your comedians to get better. You want the local guys to be better. You want them to fucking not have, like, fear of shit, you want them to be supportive of the club and telling them that they can't work in specific places is not going to make them go, hey, this club gives a shit about me. It's going to make them go, hey, this club fucking is trying to intimidate me. And I know me, and I know a lot of comedians, their brainwaves are kind of like me. When clubs tell you that kind of stuff, you want to be like, fuck you and fuck your mom, you dumb fucks. Don't fucking tell me what I can't do, you shit bag. Oh, whatever. Whatever. Comedy's stupid. Don't ever do it. <laughs> but hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. It is uh, me. Yeah, boy. Stu McAllister. With me as always are the dogs. I got Wean Dog on the chair. Sadie Dog is kind of like half in the cage, half out of the cage. I see Cow Cat on the porch. No idea where Bad Larry is. But you guys are caught up on where everybody is. But uh, how was your day, everybody? How was your day? Hopefully it was a good one, because today is Thursday, September 1st, 
2020 dose, the first day of September. August is gone. Fuck you, August. We're, we're moving on to bigger, better things. We're moving on to football, college football this week, uh, pro football next Thursday. Bills, Rams. Holy shit. Hopefully your day was good, everybody. Hopefully your day was good. Hopefully uh, if you had to work, it was a good day at work. If it wasn't a good day at work, have a couple of beers, go to bed, wake up tomorrow. It's Friday, Friday tomorrow, Friday. It's a motherfucking Friday. It's a fucking Friday. Uh, I would like to take this time to apologize to anyone who is a Patreon subscriber. I did not podcast last night. I didn't even post about not po- not podcasting. Why? <laughs> it was not my intent to not podcast last night. But I got home from work. Uh, I ate. And then I fell asleep on the couch. <laughs> I fell asleep, everybody. Um, and when I woke up, it was like 10 o'clock or something. And I'm like, fuck this. It's too late. To, to podcast, I'm still tired, I'm going to bed. Uh, in three days, I had worked 34 hours. Uh, I'm an old fucking man, that's a lot. Uh, the boss gave me off today. He, this is, uh, for those who are new to the podcast, I work for the West Michigan Whitecaps, but I sell, the Whitecaps are a baseball team, I sell specifically Dippin' Dots, and not at the ballpark, but I sell it to grocery stores and bars and schools and gas stations, whatever, uh, and all over the great state of Michigan. And so this is, I don't want to call it our downtime, but things definitely change. We're transitioning from summer places to winter places, and there is a period of a couple of weeks where it's adjusting and changing, and uh, there you go. So he was like, just take the day off. I was like, great, and I did. I Today was the day off. So I would like to apologize to the Patreon subscribers. I know you're like, yeah, fuck to me. But at the same time, no one messaged me. <laughs> no one said, hey, what happened to the podcast? <laughs> you fuck. And so that always leads me to believe uh, if I were to die today, it would take probably a week or more uh, for someone to go, Hey, where's Stu? Now, maybe, maybe my boss would. Maybe my boss, because he relies on me more than I would want him to. But uh, maybe my boss would. But uh, that's pretty sad, and I need to make a lot of adjustments in my life to change that. But uh, but there you go. So I had today off, and uh, it was all right. I just... Uh, Spent time at the house, kind of doing a whole lot of nothing. I did have to go to the vet. Wean Dog uh, has a lot of skin issues. She's got a lot of allergies. And right now, there's something going on in her right ear. And there's a lot of head shaking and head tilting and scratching at it. And I looked at it yesterday, and there definitely is a sore spot. It's red. And, you know, so I was doing what I can to, you know, all I got is like Neosporin cream, just trying to put that on there. And then uh, she's had these issues in the past, so I had to call the vet. I'm like, hey, we need more of that fucking eardrop shit. And they got me some, so I had to go in to go get it. There you go. And uh, hopefully she'll feel better because, yeah, it's a lot of head shaking. And I don't know if you guys got dogs or not, when they shake their head and their ears are 
flapping everywhere can be pretty loud. And if she's doing it all the fucking time, you know, it's two in the morning or whatever, she's flapping her ears around. She sleeps on the bed with me. I'm like, God damn it, wean dog. <laughs> I'm like going, I'm sorry that you're in pain, but get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Go downstairs, bitch. You can be in pain downstairs. <laughs> I can still sleep. You were not my child, and if you were my child, I'd still tell you to go downstairs. Go lie on the couch, you little bitch. So, but I think whatever I put in her ears already today, it's uh, it's going well. It is going well. Uh, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, I mentioned the Patreon. The Patreon is a paywall where uh, you can get podcasting or whatever else. Podcasting is clearly my thing. There's no skill involved in podcasting, so that's why it's my thing. But uh, for five bucks a month, you get this podcast just more, everybody, more. So today being the first, I don't know, maybe today is a good day for you to subscribe. I don't know. I went and looked at my uh, my numbers by accident. I didn't mean to. I never really, I'm not a numbers guy in that way. I just don't necessarily want to know or need to know. If the podcast is doing great, great. If it's not doing great, it doesn't fucking matter because this what this podcast at least is fucking free. <laughs> I don't even have ads or nothing. If any of you guys want to fucking be a sponsor of this podcast, get at me. And by that, I mean nobody's going to get at me. Nobody asked me where the podcast was last night. So who the fuck's going to get a hold of me to be a sponsor? Jesus Christ, dude, stop talking. <laughs> um... So if you're interested, it's the same podcast, just more. I try to podcast every day. I told my buddy Andy Bledsoe, I saw Andy Bledsoe the other day, and he, uh, I told him, he's like, how's the podcast? I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm doing it every day, talk anywhere from, you know, usually 45 minutes to an hour. And he's like, you talk every day for 45 minutes to an hour? I'm like, yeah. He's like, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah, I know, man, it's dumb. I don't know why anyone listens. It's just a fucking lunatic. Uh, talking into a Radio Shack tape recorder. And there was a girl sitting at the table with us, and she's like, what's your podcast about? And I said, well, it's just the rantings of a madman. <laughs> it's just me bitching about life and, and what's happening for me, etc. So, and she's like, people uh, pay you for that? And I'm like, well, the, the Patreon subscribers do. And uh, so there, she's like, I should start a podcast. I'm like, yeah, why not? Why not? Why not? Why the fuck not? Oh, man. Well, yeah, uh, fuck. The job the other day was just a cluster. It's always a cluster, everybody. Schools, it's schools starting up again. So you got to go into these schools. It's always difficult getting into schools. One school is like completely under construction, so I had to find another way to go in, and it's always weird when you get into a school. And the, the, the lady at the counter, the, the secretary or whatever the fuck they're called now, she's like, oh yeah, you can just walk down to her classroom. And I'm gonna tell you everybody, I don't feel comfortable wandering through a high school by myself. As, as a middle-aged man, I just don't feel comfortable doing that in today's day and age. I'm like, and I told her, I'm like, no, someone's going to need to walk me down there because I'm not going to fucking do it because I'll, I'll get lost 
I'll go to the wrong room. I don't know exactly who the teacher is because it's a new teacher. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing it. No, fuck you, fuck your mom. Have the student come down and get me or some shit. Right? Like, it's just... Once I get the system down, then there we go. It's funny. It's funny. When I was at the school, there was uh, this truck driver who got out of his truck. He he parked his semi. He was like a food delivery guy. And he parked his truck, and he's getting out, and he's walking in the parking lot, and he's walking towards me. Now, I don't think he's walking, like, towards me. He's just, like, walking in my direction. But he is walking towards me. <laughs> I'm like, what? Because he yells out my name. He's like, Stu? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, ah, man, I listened to your podcast. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, I listened to your podcast. And so it was just, it was weird talking with him. It was very nice. He was, he was a very nice dude. I gave him some Dippin' Dots. He had never eaten Dippin' Dots before, so I gave him some. And it was a, it was very nice uh, talking with him. It was I always find it very weird when people tell me they do listen to this podcast because I'm always like, why the fuck are you listening to this podcast? And he did say he he did like it because he can relate to a lot of the shit that I do because again, it's like a truck driver who's delivering food to I'm assuming he's like schools and colleges and gas stations and whatever. He's got to deal with the same same shit I do. He probably doesn't have as big a territory as I do, but uh, he's like, yeah, just a lot of fucking idiots. I'm like, yeah, there's a shit ton of fucking idiots. So it was very nice to hear there was a person out there who, who listens and appreciates the podcast and can kind of relate to my fucking nonsense. I uh, I had to go to um, Saginaw. <laughs> no one wants to go to Saginaw. But I had to go to Saginaw to do some deliveries and my boss was like, hey, can you stop at the haunted house there? I'm like, okay. And I've been to the haunted house several times. I was the one who actually delivered the freezers there originally. And they have, like, in the basement, like, an escape room. And they have a, I think it's called Jelly Ball, which is, like, a kid's version of paintball. Like, instead of the actual balls of paint, it's uh, something that's a little softer. or probably won't hurt kids as much when you get hit with it. And it's called Jelly Ball. And uh, so they still have the Dippin' Dots down there because it's not just, you know, we're open for a month as the haunted house. And so apparently they wanted Dots, and I'd been there. I'm like, okay, I know the deal. So I get there, and there's just a shit ton of construction. I couldn't get to it. I had to drive all the fucking way, or like about six, seven blocks out of the way to kind of backtrack around. And I get there, and the dude doesn't answer his phone. Like, he, the thing's in the basement. Everything's locked up tight. So you call the dude, and I call the dude, and he never fucking answers his phone. So I go to the door, and they got a doorbell for it. And I'm ringing the doorbell, I'm knocking on the door, and nothing, right? Nothing. So I'm like, there is a car there. I don't know if it's his car. I don't know if it's just the car that's parked there. I don't fucking know shit from shit. So I walk around to the back. It's all fucking closed up. So I fucking leave. I fucking leave. I got to go to the zoo. I drop off shit at the zoo. And then I'm like, I'm out of here. Fuck that guy and fuck his mom. Because he didn't call me back either. So on the way back, my boss is like, so how to go to the haunted house? And I'm like, I told you. He, the dude wasn't there. I even like took pictures to show that I was fucking there. To show all this goddamn construction. And he's like, oh, well, the guy called me back and said he was there. He said you should have rang the doorbell. I'm like, I did fucking ring the doorbell. 
because I know the fucking procedure, and there's a sign there that says ring the fucking doorbell. So, of course, you ring the fucking doorbell. And so this is the problem that I have. When motherfuckers have a system set up, and you follow that fucking system, and then it doesn't fucking work, and then they look at you like you're fucking crazy. I'm like, I'm not fucking crazy. You're fucking crazy, because you don't even follow your own goddamn system. So I told my boss, I'm like, I'm not going back. And guess what? I didn't go back. <laughs> and maybe that's the reason why I had today off. <laughs> maybe it had nothing to do with the fact that we're kind of like uh, a little short on deliveries. Whatever. I don't really care. I do have to work tomorrow. Apparently, I'm the only one working tomorrow. Whatever. Just tell me what you want me to do. And I will fucking go do it. All right. Why does Stu say he's rambling? <laughs> well, because it's 33 minutes into this fucking podcast. And I haven't said a fucking thing. Jesus Christ. What's your podcast about? Well, it's about a fucking idiot talking about nothing. Uh, since I did a whole lot of talking about comedy up front, I'll talk about this. Uh, very famous comedian. Um, I don't know if you like him or not. I would say he's known more for his movie career and television career than he is for his comedy career. But he does work the road a whole lot. And the reason I know he works the road a whole lot is because a buddy of mine uh, regularly opens up for him. Well, when he's out, he plays like theaters and bigger clubs and shit like that. And uh, I am talking about the one and only, thank God, Rob Schneider. You know him from Saturday Night Live. You know him from being uh, Adam Sandler's buddy. Uh, maybe you've seen him do comedy. He came to Dr. Grin's a long time ago. All right, And he was supposed to come in and do like three days. He, I think he was doing like Tuesday, or was it two days? I don't know. It was something, something happened, and he couldn't make it the first day. So what he did is he added like a third show. So maybe it was two days, and he couldn't make it the one day, and so he, he added a third show to the second day. I don't know. I just remember it was a long fucking night. I remember it was always like everybody and their mom wanted to take a picture with him. So it became this fucking thing where we had to move everybody into like this side room to get their picture taken with him. I can't, I don't think he was selling any shit. Maybe he was. I don't think he was. I always feel like the, these dudes should be selling shit because they'll just make an extra shit ton of money by selling their. DVDs or books or whatever. Even if he's just selling eight by ten pictures and autographing them, people spend ten bucks, twenty bucks on that shit. I'm telling you. I mean, I think I was the guy. I think they had me like take all the fucking pictures too. God damn. But uh, yeah, I'll tell you this. Um, Rob wasn't funny then. And I don't think Rob is funny now. Now, would I tell my buddy that? <laughs> no. Because <laughs> Rob has a television show. It was on Netflix, I think. I think it was just called Just Rob. And it was about him 
and he was married to his uh, his Mexican wife, which is a true story. I don't think it's his wife actually on the show. And Jamie was on the show as kind of like his assistant, and uh, Jamie helped write the show. Great, all sorts of good stuff. But I, I, uh, fucking Schneider, it's got some weird beliefs about stuff back. When I saw him at Grins many years ago, he had all these weird thoughts about like nutrition and vitamins and holistic approach. And there's a certain level of all that that I'm agreeing with. But if you have this weird belief that like if you eat this, you won't get cancer or whatever, you know, just you just had some crazy, crazy shit thoughts about that. And um, and people who got like weird, crazy thoughts like that often continue to have weird crazy thoughts and other avenues and he's got some weird right-wing beliefs uh, apparently he was on the glenn beck show that tells you a whole lot right there if you're on the fucking glenn beck show and he believes now he said he would give up his acting career uh if somehow like him voicing his political beliefs would threaten the acting career. Like he believes that he, people need to know the truth, and he feels like he's the dude who needs to to fucking bring it to you. <laughs> and uh, so he'd be willing to give up his acting career. Now I don't know about you, everybody. I don't. Other than Adam Sandler shit and the the television show that he wrote on his own, has fucking Rob Schneider been in anything? I mean, what was the last movie of his that you saw where he was even like the main character? Was it like Deuce Bigelow 2? <laughs> right? It's basically like, oh, he's got a, oh, Adam Sandler's got a new movie? Alright, what's the bit role for Schneider? It's just crazy. Like, okay. You go, go keep doing your touring. Which, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, he's Apparently he's pretty successful. He keeps getting all these gigs and dates and whatever. More power to him. When asked point black, point black, point blank by Beck, not Beck the singer, but Glenn Beck, if Schneider would be willing to lose it all for his political beliefs, Schneider didn't hesitate. Absolutely, the actor said, adding, I don't care about my career anymore. Have you ever really cared about your career? In the days that followed, Snyder was dragged by Twitter for his comments, with most people mocking what his acting career is and was. And you, you can't lie. You can't lie. You can't lie. People were pretty sure that if Snyder were to lose it all, Sandler himself would just be fine. Uh, yeah, because uh, Adam Sandler, he keeps pumping out fucking movies. Now, whether you think they're good or not, they're all on fucking uh, Netflix. And they, they paid him a shit ton of fucking movie for it. Schneider's words also drew particular mockery as a result. Who As a result, who was actually in support of them. The Mandalorian actress Gina Carano, who was fired from the franchise last year after sharing a post on social media implying that being a Republican today is like being Jewish during the Holocaust tweeted out her own supporter Schneider <laughs> yeah there's always some of that of like I don't, do you want this person in your corner 
and you're probably like, I, pre I appreciate the support, but uh, I'm not really sure that I want you in my corner. Yeah. Schneider. Let me know about, if you guys have actually seen Schneider in like the last year. And if you have, what you think of it? I've always been, I mean, not disappointed that my buddy Jamie uh, works with Rob because I'm like, hey, fuck, man, this is a cash cow, man. Why not cling on to it? If some fucking uh, co comedian said, hey, you want to open for me? And they're regularly performing at theaters or whatever. You're like, yeah, yes, I will. Uh, hey, you want to help me work on this television show? Fuck yeah, I will. But I've always thought that Jamie's so much more funny than Rob. It's just kind of weird. Usually you aren't going to see too many times where you think the opener is funnier than the headliner because if someone like Rob Schneider, you would think he would get someone who really isn't that funny, So someone who is not intimidating or threatening to him. What ifs? What ifs? Uh, local news. I know a couple weeks ago I talked about this. I don't know if it was on the regular podcast or the Patreon. But uh, out here in West Michigan, a library in Jamestown, Michigan, was threatened because they had a, a millage up and people voted against the millage for the library and a lot of it had to do with the fact there was some pushback uh, about the millage from these idiots and assholes who live over that way probably people who would who actually would enjoy Rob Snyder because uh, they didn't like the fact that this library had uh, LGBTQ books within it the librarian said the percentage of the LGBTQ books in our library it was something ridiculous, like 0.0009%. It was not like not not even a half of a percent, right? And so people are like, "Oh my fucking god, we can't have think of the children." That was the the one guy who was mad about this. Was like, "I don't want my children exposed to this." Well, first off, um, if your if your kids are young, then why are they in the library by themselves? Like, shouldn't you be there with them at least, right? And two, uh, if, you're, if your child does happen to stumble across an LGBTQ book, uh, this might be an opportunity for you to discuss things with them. And then three, if your child does stumble across an LGBTQ book and is easily swayed to become a homosexual, uh, that means your child was already a homosexual. It doesn't work that way. You don't read a fucking LGBTQ book and all of a sudden, well... I need to start sucking cock in the bathroom. Where is it? <laughs> right? I mean, a, a homosexual man doesn't read like a straight book and is like, well, I need to start eating pussy in the bathroom. Where's the pussy? It doesn't work that way. But uh, these people who are so fearful, uh, they are what is known as uh, morons. And that's what they believe. So uh, the millage got shot down. And so it really became a thing of like, well, we're probably going to have to end up closing the library. Just because. But a dude set up a, a GoFundMe uh, to raise like the $245,000 that the millage would have uh, earned. And so they set up a GoFundMe and they have, uh, they raised it. 
as of today, they had $252,000. So they surpassed it. And part of it was there was a one singular donation of $50,000. Now, I wish I had the kind of money where I could just throw $50,000 at, at a fucking small town library in Podunk, Michigan. But it was donated from romance novelist Nora Roberts. Holy shit. That's fucking amazing, right? Libraries are treasures opening the door to books and stories for all. Librarians, to me, are the guardians of those stories, Roberts said in a statement. I find the idea of librarians who offer community services beyond reading facing threats and attacks, a community library facing defunding both appalling and sad. It's an honor for me to stand up for the Patmos Library and its staff. Roberts wrote on the GoFundMe page that $50,000 is the site's donation limit. It's weird to me that a site would have a limit on a donation. Like, why do they give a shit? Oh, this person wants to donate uh, $80,000? Oh, great. $150,000? Great. A million dollars? Great. Why would GoFundMe always seemingly, they get their cut. Why do they fucking want to uh, risk themselves, risk their own profits by saying 50 grand? And I'm sure there's like some sort of legal bullshit. It's probably like tax purposes or something crazy, but it's weird. I, uh, on Twitter, I don't know if you guys are on Twitter or not. I love Twitter. My Twitter, I don't want to call it persona, but focus or whatever has changed since I'm not working the road anymore. I mean, clearly I'm still writing jokes because I don't know what the fuck else I'll do with social media if I'm not trying to write jokes or funny situations or whatever. But um, uh, I had a post up about uh, Bill's Mafia fans and Bill's influencers. And someone asked me, well, what's an influencer? And I'm like, well, an influencer is someone whose their persona is solely based upon whatever and they're they're trying to you get interested. So like there are several Buffalo Bills influencers like Brother Bill, Bill's dad, and then you know I mentioned podcasters, guys who just podcast about the Bills. They I would call them influencers of Buffalo Bills. And I, you know, hey you're a Buffalo Bills influencer, good for fucking you. You're an influencer of whatever, good for fucking you, right? Hey, have at it. My problem with a lot of these influencers is that on Twitter, Twitter's different than Facebook, of like, on Facebook you accept the friend request and then they're following you and you're following them, and there you go. But on Twitter it's like, I will follow you. And then it, it, you do not need to follow them in return. And a lot of influencers do not follow in return. And it irks me because I'm like, hey, your opinion uh, on the Buffalo Bills doesn't mean anything more than mine. Like, uh, sometimes I'll listen to these guys and I'm like, you're f wrong. And, the, and it is. They're fucking wrong. <laughs> these podcasters, you're wrong. And uh, so I get mad about it. And so I'm like, hey, um, the deal is or should be uh, if I follow you, you follow me back and vice versa. You follow me and I'll follow you back. And I, I bring it up because it got way more attention than I thought it would. And for me, and I know a lot of people are like, ah, this is not, it had over like 400 likes, uh, many, many retweets, whatever, you know, more, a, a good, a good fucking tweet for me is getting like, 
20 plus likes. Now I know that isn't a lot in the greater scheme. It's not a lot. I just find it uh, very funny, right? That it got so many. So, um, but so I'm just like, oh shit, I got to follow all these people. Like they're following me. But Twitter like put the kibosh on it. They're like, you have met your limit on how many people you can follow back. And I'm like, why are you giving me this limit? I'm not like indiscriminately following people. I'm just following back who are following me because I'm doing what I just tweeted about of like, if you follow me, I will follow you back. And they were like, nope. (laughs) So I'm like, ah, these people are going to think I'm a dick. So I had to screenshot some things to show people that Twitter was limiting me. But I'm like, why the fuck are you limiting me? Don't fucking limit me, Twitter, you fucks. <laughs> so anyway, all right, I'm at 49 minutes approximately right now, everybody. That's that's enough. Uh, as long as I'm getting to 45, we're good. No one needs more. I actually, when I first started doing... Like, this podcast has been going on, like, over a decade, everybody. And it originally was called... Studio 1534. Now, where those episodes are, I'm not really sure. I imagine if you were to Google it, maybe you would find it. Uh, They're not on SoundCloud. But um, when I started changing things for the podcast, I originally was just doing like 15-minute podcasts. (laughs) And someone once told me they like those podcasts better. I like I can't blame you. I can't blame you. Whoever it was, it was kind of like an anonymous fake name kind of person. They're like, "Oh yeah, I really liked it better when you're just doing 15 minutes." I'm like, "Yeah, me too." I don't know. Somewhere along the lines, I've decided I prefer to ramble. I it's not I don't necessarily like the sound of my own voice, but here we go. So that's it everybody. Thank you guys for listening. If you guys can do me a solid, like the Facebook page. Like the Twitter page if you could. If you would consider subscribing to the Patreon, that would be great. Like I said, it's just five bucks a month. So it's not a shit ton of money. But uh, I totally get it if you don't. I know a lot of people who tell me they only listen to the freebies on Mondays and Thursdays. And I'm like, well, thanks for doing that. Truly, thank you for doing that. I need to try to figure out how to monetize it uh, with commercials or whatever, but I don't. I listen to some of these podcasts. I'm like, how the fuck do you guys get these commercials? I don't know how it works. Now, I know uh, a lot of lot of places probably wouldn't want me swearing like I do, but sadly, I, I won't change. I won't bend the knee. I won't bend the knee, everybody. Fuck that shit. But, uh, but they, so consider subscribing. Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Search out Elemental Podcast. You'll find it. And it doesn't have to be on the 1st. It can be September 15th. And then you just do it. And then there you go. Right? It's as simple as fucking that. So if you can, great. If you can't, I totally get it. If you can at least do the rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to, that would be great. Um, If you don't, I totally get it. I don't know if I've ever done that for another podcast. I don't think I have. But if you can, great. If you don't, great. I'm not going to bitch and complain. And then if you guys can do these four things for me, uh, the, these guys are all supportive of me and the podcast, and I appreciate it. Uh, go check out Bear Boards and Tables on Facebook. 
in Instagram and Macari. They have a store in Macari. Mark, the owner, he he makes things with wood. He's got a saw. He makes keychains and figurines and knickknacks and paddy wax and cutting boards. It's all very cool. So if you go check out their uh, store or page on Facebook and Instagram, that's bear like a grizzly, bear boards and tables, you'll see it. And then uh, you can buy stuff from him. And if you don't see anything that you want, you can talk to him and go, hey, man, can you make this? And odds are pretty good he probably can't. So go check out Bear Boards and Tables uh, on Facebook and Instagram and McCarty. And then uh, check out the Sunday Slaw. That's Adam and Stephanie House, a married couple who uh, decided to start doing a little uh, Facebook Live action about eating coleslaw. So every Sunday they eat some coleslaw and they give you the yay or the nay. And uh, they, they uh, you know, it's only like usually between five and ten minutes. It's not super long. It doesn't take a whole lot out of your life. It's good. You should check them out. The Sunday Slaw over there on Facebook. Then go check out my boy, my boy Matt Harper on TikTok and Instagram. He's got a little thing called Matt Harper Art. That's Matt with two T's. The extra T is for titties. He makes a lot of art. Right now he's making uh, figurines, gnome figurines. And uh, he's trying to sell them. And they're all very cool. He gave me, well actually he didn't give them to me. I bought them. I bought a couple Buffalo Bills figurines from him. And I gave one away on Twitter. And I'll probably give the other one away fairly soon. So, uh, but go check out his stuff. Matt Harper Art on TikTok and Instagram. And buy something from him if you could. That'd be sweet. And then last but not least, my boy John Midgley. He is a magician extraordinaire. And he's got a page over on Facebook called Magic JBM. John Badass Midgley. So go give it a look-see. Go hit that like button and follow along and you'll get all your magic needs met. So again, everybody, that's uh, Bear Boards and Table on Facebook and Instagram and Macari. The Sunday Slaw on Facebook. Matt Harper Art on TikTok and Instagram. And Magic JBM on Facebook. And that's it, everybody. I am done. I will return tomorrow for uh, the Patreon. Uh, otherwise, I should be back on Monday for the freebie. Thank you very much, guys. You have a good one. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye.